Hey, all of you beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode of the Search for Serotonin podcast, a show about releasing the stigma surrounding mental health and finally finding your own happiness. I'm your host, Carolyn Farrick, and I'm sharing my most vulnerable stories around my own mental health journey in an open and authentic way to help you feel less alone in your struggles. We all deserve to be happy and we don't need to find happiness alone. So welcome to the search committee. What's up, serotonin searchers? Welcome back to another episode of the Search for Serotonin podcast. I am your host, Carolyn Farrick, and today I am joined by Rachel Strabley, who is a certified consulting hypnotist from Connecticut. Rachel has always wanted to help others, and hypnosis allowed her to do that so quickly and effectively. Her clients usually feel a change after their first session and feel completely different after their third session. Rachel helps clients overcome a lack of confidence, decrease their fears and phobias, address weight issues, menopause symptoms, improve relationships with themselves or others, release beliefs that block success, and reduce or eliminate old pain or recurring illnesses. So today, Rachel and I will be talking a little bit about depression and how hypnosis helped her regain a sense of self and find passion for your personal experience. Um, how long were you experiencing depression before you said hypnosis, this is what I need to do. And then how many sessions did it actually take for you in order to kind of start feeling those effects from the hypnosis? So for me, um, what happened was my husband and I moved to a different town. It was about an hour away from where we'd been living for, you know, 20 years. So um, some new town and then he all of a sudden started traveling and I was getting three kids to three different things at the same time and it was just a lot for me to handle and I didn't have a support system around me and so um, I was on my own during the day while they were at school and then running them around in the evenings and I was just found myself going just putting them on the school bus lying on the couch, sleeping, crying. And I think I did this for almost three months. And I didn't actually know that hypnosis was um, available to me as an in-person experience. And so I was just going on YouTube and pulling up um, hypnosis for depression, hypnosis for confidence. And I was just listening to hypnosis pretty much all day, every day while the kids were in school. And it took about two weeks for me to get off the couch. <laughs> and I got myself two small part-time jobs during the school day. And so, you know, three months of not knowing what to do with myself. And then within two weeks, I've got two jobs, very small jobs, you know, filing and, and washing mugs and um, was one job and the other one was putting clothing together for a, um, a store, a local store for their Instagram posts. So it was mindless, but it was what I needed, you know, at the time. So it just took two weeks, but I think had I known that it was available to me and there were people local that I, it would have been a quick turnaround, maybe two, three days. Hypnosis, the way I do it, I base it on how do you want to feel? So if somebody comes in and they say, I'm, I'm sad all the time, I'm crying all the time, I say, well, how do you want to feel? And if they say happy, you really need to define what that means. You know, how would your life 
be how would your day be different how would your hour be different if if you were happy what would you be doing basically rather than just i'm sad now i want to be happy so um but i thank youtube because it, it got me out of a difficult space yeah 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 and i love that you mentioned you know when you say what you want you have to get really specific you can't just say I want to be happy because, you know, happiness for you and happiness for the person you're working with could be two separate things. And so I think like really getting clear on those goals and what you actually want and what your like life is going to look like once you are quote unquote happy, you know, that's really much more effective than just saying, oh, I want this loosely defined term. So that's mm -hmm. pretty cool. Exactly. Yeah. So when, um, you experience when you're like going through hypnosis um, and when you work with clients, is it typically like you'll come in, you'll define, you know, oh, this is what I'm trying to feel. And then does the client then get put under? I know that's a common hypnosis term or do they go to sleep or what are they experiencing when they're going through that? So they'll be so first of all, the conversation starts before they even come to see me. Okay. So there's a consultation and then there's a form to fill out. So I get as much information as I can before they come to see me because I like to make, um, I can get scripts from books and from the internet. And, you know, I was given a, a book of scripts through my training, but I prefer to make it as, much, as personal as possible so that it speaks to that person. And uh, I use their words to, when I speak to them and I use the words that I would typically use as well. Whereas if I'm reading from a script or I'm reading from a book, that's somebody else's dialogue and it doesn't sound like it's coming from me. So I don't, so I spend a lot of time researching what they're coming here for. And then I turn it around to the opposite. So they always hear positive during their session. I don't say you will never feel this again. I only focus on what they want to feel. And so what they do is they go into a trance. So they are awake and aware of everything around them. They'll hear my voice, their thoughts will be going, you know, I've got to go home and wash the dishes or oh, I need to go pick up the kids. All these thoughts could still be coming into their mind but they're in this deep state of relaxation. So then their subconscious mind can receive the messages. Some people do fall asleep, which is okay. Um, but you're not as typically asleep. You're just in this trance and you can scratch your nose. You can open your eyes and say, this isn't for me and walk away. You are just relaxed basically. Nice. Yeah. Thank you for that. Because yeah. I know when I think of hypnosis, I think of the word, you know, like under, or, you know, you're like asleep or you see like those stereotypes in movies where someone says something and then they're like, okay, I'm going to snap my fingers. And then you're going to do a bunch of crazy stuff. And then I'll snap back and you'll come back and you won't remember any of it. So I always like to try and kind of break down those stereotypes within these conversations. And I think that's good for people to hear, maybe if they're a little hesitant about trying hypnosis, that mm -hmm. it's not something that they're kind of surrendering control to. They still have the ability to say, hey, well, maybe this is my thing. Mid-session, we can kind of stop and I can find something else that works. So that's really good for people to know. 
Yeah, absolutely. And there are stage hypnotists, which is uh, I am not. And they can snap their fingers and make you bark like a dog. But the reason is, is because when you are going into hypnosis, you are open to receiving the suggestions. And you know, if you are getting on stage, you are going to be asked to do something silly. And so you've already opened yourself up to doing silly things. If I say that to a client that comes in here, bark like a dog, they're subconscious is going to say, but that's not why I'm here, right? And the same yeah. thing, I like to use the, the uh, analogy. If you come in here for um, anxiety and I say, you'll never eat chocolate again, <laughs> They'll, their subconscious will be like, uh, I reject that. And, and it will, they'll just reject it. So I can't tell you anything you don't want to hear and it's also, um, my client is doing the work. So it's also not a magic pill either. So if you come here for a specific issue, stop smoking, um, release the weight, you, and you're thinking it's just gonna magically happen, whether you try or not, if you're not ready to do any of those things, it will not work. Yes. That is the same with mental health journeys. You know, like yeah. if you're not ready to actually get help and do the work yourself and, you know, kind of put a conscious effort into it, then it isn't going to work. So I really love that you said that as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in terms of mental health, what other illnesses hypnotism heal in addition to depression? So I know you talked a little bit about anxiety, but you know, can it help with ADHD or OCD or other um, disorders like that? So OCD, I have done some research on, and it can um, relieve some OCD tendencies. Um, again, if it serves a purpose for the person, then it, you can only let go of what you're willing to let go of. So I know that I know a lot of people, I've come across a lot of people who have OCD, and they're like, but but I like my house to be clean. And so it, that's going to be difficult, you know, to work with. So ADHD, um, same thing. I had a client more recently actually with AD, ADHD and she was coming to me for confidence, but did not want to lose the ADHD because it, she got things done. She was productive. She kind of enjoyed the energy of that. So you know, it's, she gained the confidence, but did not lose the ADHD. So it, it all depends on the client and how much they're willing to change. And of course, it, it might not change it at all. So there are a lot of things hypnosis can do. <laughs> and it can relieve some of these symptoms. I can't say that it will el eliminate them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like going to therapy or taking medication, you know, everyone's mm -hmm. going to be different. Um, so what is the most common thing that you treat patients for? Is it for mental health and chronic illness, or do you find yourself working more with like weight loss patients? So I've actually, it, it's been strange. So I attracted a lot of female entrepreneurs who came to me for confidence and also money blocks 
wanting to build their business but didn't have the confidence to do it or kind of felt like you know well who am I to bring in this awesome income when I'm just doing this you know small bit running this small business so and they came to me originally for depression and then it turned into the fact that they run their own business and they're struggling with this and they're struggling with that and so I've kind of fallen into this um, niche where now I get female entrepreneurs referred to me all the time because not only do I release the anxiety, improve the confidence, but I also have a program that will just build your profits <laughs> as well. So make you more productive, more profitable, more focused, and also release your money blocks so you, you're welcoming your income instead of wondering why it's there <laughs> or not there. <laughs> How long on average does it take to heal using hypnosis? So for your clients specifically, what's the time frame that you see clients kind of working with you before they're starting to see results? So the results they'll see from the very first day. So I have a three session program. And so the first session um, is an emotional detox. So, which is pretty awesome because you're able to release whatever you're ready to release from, from infancy through to present day. And so that's the first session. And then I also build on confidence during that session. Um, pe some people are say, I'm confident enough. I don't need more confidence. What I need is, you know, X, Y, Z, for example, I then I'll change that confidence and put in what they specifically need in that moment. So they'll walk out of here feeling pretty amazing. Um, and then I say, don't allow a week, more than a week to go by before our second and then third session. And then the second and third sessions are even more specific. And a lot of people enjoy the emotional detox. And you do it from a safe place. So you're not reliving every negative energy that you've had since infancy. You do it from a, um, a safe place where you're imagining being somewhere. Uh, a lot of people enjoy the beach. So, and then their subconscious just releases all of the, you know, shit <laughs> while they're busy in this, you know, lovely daydreaming place and so uh, a lot of people like to do that a few times just to make sure everything has gone um, and then we build build upon um, the confidence the focus or whatever it is that they they need the weight release or just self-love self-worth that comes out a lot um, and so I like to put some really good feelings in place of all the shit that they just released. I do have a few clients that like to come back. Um, and so I call that my maintenance program. And so then they just say, you know, things come up in life, right? Things come up. Uh, they, maybe their person in their family is going through some health stuff and they just need some, a relaxed moment to know that everything's going to 
work out fine. Um, in what ways can hypnosis improve happiness? Well, when you are um, tied down by your past, whether you know it or not, um, there's a lot of negative energy there. As so wherever you are in life and your feelings, so your subconscious holds on to every feeling, right? The happy, the sad, the angry. And so, and then it tries to protect you. It either wants you to feel that feeling again, or it doesn't want you to feel it again. So when it doesn't want you to feel that feeling again, it stops you from taking steps forward to do what you want to do. So if you are thinking, you know, before you started this podcast, you might've been thinking, well, I'd love to do this podcast, but what if it fails? What if I can't get any guests? What if, what if, what if? And that is because, you know, back in your early childhood days, you had this amazing idea and somebody shot it down. And so when you're trying to start something new and the voice in the back of your head is saying, ah, but, 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 but that's because of a, you know, something that happened a long time ago. And you may not know it happened. You may not remember it. And uh, some hypnotists do regression to cause. And so they can take you back to that specific moment in time. I can do that too. Take you back to that specific moment in time where you hear the words and you feel it all over again. And then you can release it from that, that moment. Um, personally, I prefer not to take you back to feel it all over again, because then you're only dealing with one part of the problem. And then but the emotional detox just lets it all go without you reliving it, without you feeling it. And let's go 10 things instead of one. Um, you did actually say that you recently completed Yale University's The Science of Wellbeing program. And yeah. I was reading a little bit online that it is designed to increase your own happiness and build more productive habits. So could you share a little bit about what you learned in that program and maybe some takeaways that you got out of that? Yes. Yeah, so the biggest takeaway I got from that was, so we were all students, so it was all based on grades and getting into classes and stuff. So the biggest takeaway was that you never really feel as disappointed as you think you're going to feel if you don't get that grade or that job or meet that person. And you don't really feel as excited as you think you would feel if you got that great job, met that person. So um, say you're, you say to yourself, if I don't get an A in this course, I'm going to be devastated. And then you don't get an A and you kind of feel a little bad, but not devastated. And the feeling doesn't last long because you're already moving on to improve and try and get that A again. Or if you feel like, gosh, if I get an A, I'm going to be so excited. My mind is going to be blown. But then you get the A and yes, you're like, ha, huh, I did it. 
and then you're moving on to improve in, in the next area. So that was the, the biggest takeaway. Basically what I'm taking away from the points that you pulled is perspective. And it's yeah. just having that perspective of, you know, you might be in a situation that you're like, this is miserable. This is terrible. I hate where I'm at. I want more. I want more. I want more. And, you know, once you get that more, like you said, you don't always appreciate it. You don't always enjoy it. And then once you get that, you're like, cool, whatever. I hit this accomplishment, but I now need to work towards the next thing. And so Mm -hmm. it's like this constant, you know, rat race that you're on instead of just focusing on what you do have and practicing gratitude and saying, you know, this, I might not have this, but we're going to focus on what I do have and the positive aspects of it. So I think that's really, really interesting. So if anyone out there is maybe a little bit skeptical about trying hypnosis, what advice would you give them to maybe persuade them to at least give it a chance? So I don't tend to persuade. Okay. I don't. Because if, if you have any doubts whatsoever, it's, it's not going to work the way you think it should work for you. So I don't persuade anybody because if you're not 110% ready, you're not going to get the outcome that you want. And it's, that's not how I want to to be I don't want to be known as the person that oh she talked me into getting hypnosis and it didn't work so and I don't want that for for my clients either so I don't persuade I I answer any questions that they have even if they have the same questions over and over um you know if they come back to me every month with the same questions (laughs) I'll answer them you know and and at the end of it I'm always like if you're ready, whenever you're ready. What I do say is that it's completely safe. It is not harmful in any way. It can only do what you want it to do. I love your honesty with that answer because, you know, I've asked slightly similar version of that question to almost every guest that I've had on. And with something like this, I really love the fact that you're like, I don't push people. You have to be ready. You have to want to do it. You have to come with your own intentions and reasons. And you very well could just be like, well, I'm going to push people because I need clients and I need money and I need to stay afloat. And instead that, you know, you're doing this to actually benefit other people and genuinely help other people. Mm -hmm. I think that really speaks to you as a professional and as a testament to your character of who you are as a person, because yeah, you could go about that in a completely different way. And I think that's just so genuine and honest that you're like, I'm not going to push you, but I'll be here to support you and answer any questions. So Mm -hmm. I think that's really awesome. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. So I ask this to everybody, this is the search for serotonin podcast. So I always like to ask, how do you search for serotonin in your everyday life? What brings you happiness? So we talked, touched on it briefly. You brought it up is just gratitude. Um, I get little signs from the universe. If you believe in that kind of thing, I do. So, you know, if I see the number 1010, I shout out 1010 wins and 1111. And if my kids are around or, or my husband, I'll be like, make a wish. And, and I don't make wishes, but I say thank you to the universe. When I see 1111, I'll say, 
thank you universe sometimes it's just general thank you other times it's thank you for sending me my client thank you for you know the gift of a cup of coffee if i have something specific at that time and i see these numbers all day <laughs> every day and and that's just that makes me smile so and i always yell to my kids make a wish three 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 make a wish so and that just gives them that that little nudge where can people find you if they want to work with you if they just want to follow you on like instagram where can they go to keep up with you so my uh, website is www.hypnosiswithrachel.com, R-A-C-H-E-L. And my Instagram is at hypnosis underscore with underscore Rachel. Awesome. Yeah. And I will be linking your website and your Instagram in the show notes. So Absolutely. then if my listeners want to follow you, check out your website, they can access that super easy down below in the show notes. Excellent. Yeah. And if you just want to give hypnosis a little try, um, I have a YouTube channel, also Hypnosis with Rachel, and there are some mini hypno boosts on there, which I founded myself. If you oh. listen to the same little mini hypno boost for seven days in a row, you make big changes. So nice. Yeah. So, thank you for sharing that. I'm going to check that out too. <laughs> sure. Awesome. All right, Rachel. Well, those are all the questions that I had for you today. So thank you so much again for being here. This was an awesome conversation and I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Thank you. I appreciate you too. All right, search committee. That is it for another week of the search for serotonin podcast. You can go ahead and check out Rachel's website and Instagram, which are linked in the show notes. If you're not always already following the podcast on Instagram, follow it at the search for serotonin and also be sure to check out the mental health related clothing that I have available on my Instagram. It's linked in my bio. All right, you guys, happy Monday and I will see you guys next week. Always remember this world is better with you in it.